Christmas is right around the corner, and for many families, that means getting a Christmas tree. On this episode of Garden Time, we get some tips on keeping your cut tree fresh through the whole holiday season, and we also tell you how to take care of a living Christmas tree in your home. Garden Time is brought to you by Capital Subaru in Salem, Oregon. Capital Subaru knows the details matter to you, and that's why you chose a Subaru for their top safety ratings and well-earned reputation. Capital Subaru has the Valley's largest inventory of new and used vehicles, but we're so much more than just a great dealership. Check out some of our amazing relaxation spaces, like our Happy Heart Coffee Cart, the Outback Dog Park, or our fantastic Happy Paws Pet Store. It's all here at Capital Subaru, your place to expect the unexpected. Your way, every day, on the Parkway. Welcome to the Garden Time Podcast. We're based in the Pacific Northwest of the United States in a Zone 8 region. This zone deals with plants that can survive in 10 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer. I'm producer Jeff Gustin with your hosts Judy Alaruzzo and Ryan Seeley. Welcome to the Garden Time Podcast. I'm Judy Alaruzzo with Ryan Seeley and we're at Frog Pond Farms in Wilsonville with Justin and this is just a great place. It smells like Christmas here. So it's the beginning of Christmas tree season. So you are chock full with trees that would love a house, won't they? Yeah, <laughs> we're looking forward to finding them all new homes here over the next couple of weeks. That is great. And so you have them for sale. They're already cut, which is great. Correct, yes. And so are there different kinds, different um, shapes or um, needle kind of differences? No, absolutely. So we have a variety of different types. We have uh, Nobles, Nordmans, and Douglas trees. Um, those are our main varieties that we offer here. Anywhere from little two foot table toppers up to our 15 foot Hope you have a tall house. <laughs> wow, <laughs> right, yeah. and a big truck truck And a big truck to move it. <laughs> that is amazing. And so what do you tell us about like the differences? Like if I didn't know anything about them, do, are there that much difference? Yeah, there really is a, a wide variety. And so it really depends on what your interests are and what your needs are with your tree. So like right here, we are standing next to a noble tree. And with the nobles, they're great heavy branches for holding those heavier ornaments for displaying. Yeah. Now, if you're looking for something with a lot of scent, you're really probably looking more for a Douglas or for a Grand Tree to give out that extra scent, but they just don't have this branch strength to hold those bigger ornaments that you like to display. Uh, and you know, some people have those, you know, those traditional ones that they've had in their family forever and yeah. you just want them pride of place. So yeah, I could see why a Noble would be great for that. Yeah, no, they, absolutely. They have some different coloring and shape characteristics yeah, too, a little bit. they really do. You know, you're kind of like people. <laughs> you have some that are very tall and narrow with more spacing on their branches. And then you have some that are the wider set trees where it's heavier branching uh, within the tree so that they're much fuller looking. Right. And so it really comes down to what those individuals' preferences are on what style and type of tree right. that they're looking Cause for. Because this noble is a little fuller than, you know, you'll see some that have, you know, like a foot between branches and that's yep. more of a kind of an open space or natural noble. But these have been kind of sheared cultured yep. a little bit. These have been cultured a little out. bit to help create the proper look of the Christmas tree too for most people's right. interests. And then you mentioned you had Doug furs and those tend to be really sheared kind of like it's been put in a pencil sharpener. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it. That's a perfect way to put it. Yep. And those are the branches we call a bit feathery. So they're a lighter branch that you can't put a lot of weight on with an ornament, uh, but they're sure going to give you a lot of scent out of those yeah. two. And some people don't have a big space, so maybe the Doug fir would be a better one for a smaller space? You know, it, again, um, it can go both ways with that, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah, some of the nobles can be pretty thin to fit into the corner of a, a smaller house or tighter quarters. Okay. Yeah. 
And then you mentioned, you know, Nordman for was, yep. was another one. And, you know, here in, you know, in the Northwest, where we are, we see a lot of nobles, but Normans are maybe kind of a little bit newer tree that some yeah, people might and, not be too And I really with. feel like for a lot of years, people have not known about the Nordman, even though the Nordmans were around, and they maybe had even gotten a Nordman thinking it was a noble. Oh. But they are a little bit of a heavier branch, a longer, heavier needle, and the great thing that's for how I identify them in a quick difference is the bottom of the Nordman needles are going to be more of a whitish color versus okay. and the top being the green. Oh, Whereas okay. where the other trees like the noble are going to be more consistent with that color right. of needle. And they're kind of a darker green. Yeah. Too, yep. Very much so. That's kind of pretty. I mean, it's kind of a nice, almost a two tone effect if right. you're yep. kind of opening presents at the base. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you grow them here or do you get them from other growers? Yeah, so we bring them in, we partner with a number of growers offsite. So we're able to bring them in here, we go out and we hand select the best trees out of the field. So that's the advantage, we've done the hard work for you already. We've brought the best trees we can find out in the field to bring in here. And then once they're here, they've already gone through a shaker, but when you pick out your tree, we'll give it a fresh shake to get rid of any of those extra needles. And the extra needles don't mean the tree is dying. It's kind of like your dog shedding. <laughs> so, and it's just to help get some of those extra needles out of there. And then we'll give it a fresh bale. And then we'll give it a fresh cut before you leave. Oh. And that's a real key to make sure that you have a fresh cut to keep that tree nice and healthy in your house. Because it'll last longer through the season. You won't be yep. taking that down the 1st of December and getting <laughs> right. another tree. Yep, absolutely. You know, because I think we can expand on that just a little bit. Because, you know, anytime yep. you've, you've <clears> cut a tree, even if you've, you know, gone out and you've done a U-cut, Yep. The minute you cut it, it starts to seal itself up again, right? Yep. Yeah, so that sap starts closing up, protecting that tree. That's the survival method right. of the tree, is to have the sap close up any wounds or injuries. Well, cutting a tree down, that's a big wound at the <laughs> right. bottom. So what we say is you have about a half an hour from the time that we give that fresh cut to the time you get it in water. At that point, it'll drink very healthy. Right. It'll drink a lot of water. If it's longer than that, the more sap is closing up those pores, and it's not going to drink as well as it could or should. Right. As far as, you know, when you do a fresh cut, how much did you, you know, take off that bottom? So we try it? to take about an inch is what right. our goal is. Yeah. And that opens it up and allow, allows the water to allows start the water sucking, to get in sucking there. it up. Yep. And so a couple of trip, tricks and trips with that. Um, Warm water or hot water will help melt yeah. any of the sap that has started to create there. So it's recommended for hot water when you very first put it into your home. What other tips? Because you've been in this business a long time and it's like some are new people or just a reminder of what you could do to make it last longer. Yeah, absolutely. So it goes from the very, when you're selecting the tree, whether it's a pre-cut tree or a live tree that you're cutting down out in the field, you, the best thing to do is get your hands on the branches and the needles and just rub your hand on it and feel, is it, really coarse already? Are the needles breaking? Are they falling off as you're touching them? Um, what's the color like? You know, are they good, healthy looking needles? So that's step one. The other thing, and this is where a lot of people get caught. Now I'm a, a, a little bit bigger guy. I can get away with it. I pick up the tree and give it some lift. Is it a really heavy tree? If it's a really heavy tree, chances are that means there's a lot of water in it already, oh. meaning it's a healthier tree. Mm -hmm. If it's really light, for the size tree we're looking at, well, that means it's probably a pretty dry tree. Well, we've already started that process that it's not going to be as healthy. Um, but we'll get people to get very excited. Oh, it's nice and light. I can carry this up the oh, stairs, no problem. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a double-edged sword for that. Right, right. So that's, that's where it really starts with it. And then, again, getting it into water as soon as you can and not letting it run out. Because if ah. that tree runs out of water in your house, you're not going to come back from that. 
And what yes. about like our houses are probably a little warmer this time of year. So what about like the fireplace or heat vents? What about that? Yeah. So um, big problems. <laughs> it's live, <laughs> right? Yeah. As the tree is coming from a nice brisk 30, 40, maybe 50 <laughs> degrees and then goes into your house and you have it at a nice warm 72 the heat vents blowing hot air on your tree, you're right next to the fire, it's really gonna dry that tree out in a hurry. So it really is as nice as it is to have visually next to a fireplace, we really recommend <laughs> yeah, staying away from that sure. and making sure those vents are covered up sure. where the, they're not blowing hot air onto the tree. It's kind of like me in the spring. You take me to Mexico or Hawaii, somewhere <laughs> tropical, it is not a pretty sight. I dry out pretty dang quick on that one. That's true, that is true. You know, so people that you know come out, they think of, okay, a cut cut tree it's already cut yeah. you know here it is you know it's the you know middle of the end of november is this thing going to last i'm concerned about going somewhere that yep. already has a tree that's cut and making it last yeah. very valid question concern the fact of the matter is if we have one of our trees that we cut down here in the field we can lay it out in the field until april or may and it's still going to be in great condition <laughs> because wow. it's outdoors in mm -hmm. the element. Uh. It's really the, the transition from going into this climate into that warm house that's kind of a shock to the mm. system. And that's why that water intake is so important and staying on top of it. Um, and it's really easy to miss that and, and run out of water. Right. You've got to check it constantly. So yes. regardless if, if you've gone new cutting or right. come out to a lot like this to pick up your tree, it yep. all comes down to making sure it gets that fresh cut before it goes in the water and never letting it dry yeah. Never letting it run out, that's right. Yeah, and I remember having one and it was the first 24 hours it, that I yep. couldn't believe how fast it drank it, drank it up. Yep. So I, I've always remembered that. So I think once you forget that, it's like you, yeah. you never forget it again. Yeah. And it is, it, that's a great point. It's that very, it's a, that initial introduction into the house. It's gonna drink the most that it's gonna drink. So you really gotta stay on top of it. You might've given it a gallon when you put it in and the next morning it could be dry if you haven't checked it. Yeah. So make sure you're staying on top yeah, of that. that you know, and then there, you know, there's people that sometimes have concerns about, and you just went out in the woods and you, you cut down the forest to bring us these, these Christmas trees. Yeah. But that's, not quite that. <laughs> these are uh, these regenerate pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're a renewable resource right here in Oregon. And that's the great thing. You're shopping local. You're supporting farmers, mm -hmm. growers, workers that are working in the fields. It, this is all taking place right here in our right. state. And so it, there's that real advantage of going that route over the other alternative route, which I will not say the extreme. Um, yeah. yeah. Because these are these are grown. It's a crop. It's yep. an agricultural crop, mm -hmm. just like you know, we hear chickens were out on a farm. You yep. know, it's a, right. a crop that a, a farmer has grown for this purpose. Yeah. And it, it and gets replanted when it's harvested. Replanted, and that's the whole purpose of these trees going right. in the ground mm -hmm. at the volume that they're going right. in. You know, there's more trees being planted for this purpose, and they serve their purpose up until their time. Right. right. To bring and then there's a purpose families. for this tree after Christmas. There is. <laughs> Great bonfires at the very end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can re you can recycle it. You know, yep, there's a lot right, of right. I know my neighborhood does does curbside recycling, or it can yep. go to the, you know, be chipped up and turned back into into sure. mulch. Yes, so right. they absolutely. Use the process of, of having that. Yep. And so we keep hearing these chickens, and so I, and I heard something else behind me. So when you come and get a tree, there's not just the idea of coming. I mean, it's so much fun to pick out a tree, yeah. but there's other things for families to do here too. Yeah. So we try to make it an, a whole experience for the whole family. So we've got a large gift shop. We've got our coffee cart here with donuts. We've got a number of animals. So we've got our little animals like the chickens, the duck, the geese. 
And then they start getting bigger. Oh. They go up to, we've got baby pigs here. Oh. We've got baby goats, baby llamas with all their parents here. All the way up to our largest animal, which are Dude and Jerry. Dude and Jerry are two dromedary camels that no. call Frog Pond Farm home. And they are a oh. ton of fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a, a camel outside than a zoo and in yep. pictures. Yep. That's so cool. Yep. That you can uh, feed the animals here when you come and uh, both Jerry and Dude are master at stealing your cup of feed right out of your hand. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun for the family and brings them a lot of joy while they're doing it. I see a lot of great photos. It's a great photo great. op. Yep. And you're more, you know, Frog Pond is more than just a Christmas. <clears throat> lot you know so you're doing things throughout the year yeah also. so we're almost all year round we take December through April off uh, for the public but then from May on we have our farm walkabouts and so we've yeah. got between 60 and 80 animals here at our farm oh. at any given time people get to come out and enjoy the animals feed them walk around at self-guided tours um, and we've got a number of games and activities, outdoor activities, to get these kids out there running around, right. playing, having a good time. And then we transition to our pumpkin patch season, which is a lot of fun. We've, we pull out all the stops for all of our fun activities, <laughs> and, and lots of really good food comes here too at that time. I love that. Oh, that is so, great. So, yeah, we have a lot of fun with those. Yeah. And, you know, for people that are interested in coming out and visiting you, uh, when do you open? What are your... Yeah, so for our Christmas it? tree season, uh, during the week we're open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Weekends we're open uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and then you can go to our website at thefrogpondfarm.com or on our social media, both Instagram and Facebook. And we're always updating our what hours are happening, what activities are taking place. We get lots of very special visitors here um, oh. displaying animals to magic shows. So we get a good variety of stuff to keep young and old. Right. Not looking at you to say <laughs> <laughs> entertained while they're here at the and, and it's always changing, so it's fun to come back and see see different things. We try to we... keep it fresh every couple of weeks. Something new and exciting is taking place right. here at the farm. And, and like you said, you know, you have other activities that are that are coming in yep. throughout, throughout yep. the year, and great for the whole family. Right. And Truly. it's great too. You have these structures here, so even if the yeah. weather turns a little bad, you're under under cover here, which yeah. is wonderful. That's so thoughtful. Well, you know, I tell you what, in Oregon, it's doing one of two things: it's either pouring down rain or it's scorching hottest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we got you covered with either shade or protection from the oh, rain. That is great. So Justin, thank you so much for all the information and on our cut trees. We'll make sure we come out to the farm. We're going to take a quick break and get a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll be talking living Christmas trees. Capital Subaru knows the details matter to you. And that's why you chose a Subaru for their top safety ratings and well-earned reputation. Capital Subaru has the Valley's largest inventory of new and used vehicles, but we're so much more than just a great dealership. Check out some of our amazing relaxation spaces, like our Happy Heart Coffee Cart, the Outback Dog Park, or our fantastic Happy Paws Pet Store. It's all here at Capital Subaru, your place to expect the unexpected. Your way, every day, on the Parkway. Hi, I'm Sarah with Portland Nursery, where our passion for plants has kept us rooted in this incredible community. A lot has changed since we first opened our doors, but through it all, we've remained family-owned and operated, dedicated to providing our neighbors the largest selection of the highest quality plants Portland has to offer. With hundreds of new plants arriving each week, you're guaranteed to find something exciting and unique. Portland Nursery, a passion for plants at 50th and Stark, 90th and Division.
Well, we have one more idea about a Christmas tree and it's a living Christmas tree. So if you don't want to use the cut tree and don't like having an artificial fake plastic tree, but you want something that's a little bit more sustainable, a living Christmas tree is a great option. So we're out here at Portland Nursery and there is a wide range of Christmas trees that you can use and actually bring inside your house to use as a living Christmas tree. But there are a few things you want to do to take care of that. There's a couple steps because it's a living tree. It's in a pot. It's still, you know, picking up water. It distills needs light, but it's going to be in your house for at least up to a week or so. So what we recommend is to put it in the garage somewhere kind of in between temperature between outside temperature and in the inside of your house so maybe three days in a garage or somewhere that it's not going to be um, out in the weather and so then what you can do is bring it in for maybe up to seven days and but there's even some caveats about that there are because as you're slowly warming up that tree from the cold to the inside when you bring it inside for that week you want to make sure that it's not next to a heat source. So don't put it next to your fireplace. Don't put it next to a heat register because you don't want to shock it and, and dry it out. So right. once that tree is inside, it still requires some water. So it is, it is leaving. So the best thing is to make sure you have a saucer on the bottom. And when you go to water it, use ice cubes to water. Because the nice thing about the ice cubes is that it slowly melts. So instead of dumping water on it that runs everywhere, the water will just slowly seep in and keep it moist. And another good idea about helping it to retain that moisture in the needles is to use this product called Wilt Stop. And what it actually does is seal in the moisture in that tree. And so it helps it not to respire so much to give out that water. And it really keeps that tree more healthy while it's indoors in your home. And after the holidays, when you're done with the tree and you've enjoyed it for the week, move it back out to your garage for a few days to kind of slowly cool it back mm -hmm. out and then move it back out outside. Yeah, and one other tip is now there's all those LED lights that are really, they're low energy, low heat. Those are the best ones to put on that tree because they're not going to burn the needles. And so that's really a safe way to put um, a light on that Christmas tree. And here at Portland Nursery, we're on the Division Street store. They have so many different kinds of needled evergreen trees. Look at there behind us. There's noble firs, there's dug firs, there's pines, even blue spruce. So really, it's really a nice choice to have um, some kind of different tree in your home. Right. And as you know, when you're going to pick out your tree, you kind of want to think, you know, long term what you want to do with that tree. You know, some of the trees, you know, if you're doing like a dwarf conifer, like some of the dwarf Alberta spruces or some of the dwarfs, can live in that container for many, many years because they are a slow grower. But if you're doing some of the larger trees, like the Doug firs or the noble firs or the grand firs, that tend to be a larger, you're only going to get about a year or two living in that pot before it either needs to go into the ground in your yard or stay in a, in a little bit larger container to grow for years to come. Right, and you don't have to go out on New Year's Day and go <laughs> plant this plant. So you could wait until, you know, into the springtime, but make sure that it's getting rain or you're watering it um, during the winter time. But it's really a great idea as an alternative to a cut Christmas tree. So, <laughs> um, this marks this segment marks the last of the Garden Time podcast. And as you, many of you know, we quit the weekly show a year and a half ago. So um, we're going to step back. We're going to enjoy life. These two are going to be able to work their regular jobs without us bugging them too much anymore. Um, Therese and I um, have been honored to come into your houses, be on your computers. Um, 
we love the fact that we have um, such good friends in the industry, Portland Nursery, Al's, thank you John at Portland Nursery, um, Dram, Capital Subaru, uh, just a ton of people out there. Um, if you do want to see us and are not tired of our faces, uh, or their faces, we are doing our tour, our Garden Time tour, the end of September of 2024. So we'll be going to Spain and Portugal, um, we're going to uh, Barcelona, Granada, um, uh, Seville, Madrid, Madrid, uh, <laughs> Lisbon. And so um, if you'd like to join us, um, airfare will be included. Uh, majority of your meals are included as well, transportation uh, all around. You get to hang out with some really cool people. Um, but once again, we want to thank everybody. Um, the Garden Time website will still be up. You can still use our archive, um, view some of these stories, some of these podcasts over again, and our Facebook page. I may be retiring, we may be stepping <laughs> back, but we will keep our Facebook oh, page up and, and operating as well. So thank you so much for the support over all these years. Thank you, Ryan and Judy. Um, Thank you all, and uh, we'll miss you. Garden time is on the road again. Join us as we tour Spain and Portugal in September and October of 2024. We start in vibrant Barcelona, where we'll see some of Gaudi's best work, including a tour of La Sagrada Familia Basilica. Then we head to Valencia for a couple of days of touring Roman and Arabian architecture, seeing various markets and a little paella thrown in to tempt your palate. Our next stop is the city of Granada, where we'll take a tour of the famous Alhambra and its wonderful gardens. Then it's on to a couple days in Seville, the cultural capital of Spain. We'll walk through the massive cathedral with Columbus's tomb and enjoy an evening of flamenco. The Moorish city of Cordoba and the Mesquita are next, with its wonderful mix of Spanish and Islamic influences. After this extraordinary stop, we jump on the AVE high-speed train and head to Madrid for a couple days. Our visit to Madrid will find us in the historic center of the city, with stops to see the Puerta del Sol and the Prado Museum. A side trip to historic Toledo, the medieval capital of Spain, is a stop on our way to Portugal. We finish our tour with three days in Lisbon, where we'll tour the palaces and gardens of royalty. Stops here include the Monument to the Discoveries and the Tower of Belém. We also have a day trip to the wonderful medieval town of Obidos. If you'd love to spend more time here, there are extensions available before and after our tour. Local transportation, hotels, and 20 of your meals are included. Book now as these Garden Time Tours fill up quickly. Go to Garden Time Tours on our website and click on the little airplane for more information. And we'll see you in Europe. For 75 years, Owl's Garden and Home has been a favorite destination of local gardeners. Starting in a small roadside fruit stand off of 99E in Woodburn by Al Biggie, Al's has grown to four retail locations in the Portland metro area that also includes a huge growing operation near Hubbard. To ensure that you get the highest quality, Al's grows over 80% of the plants they sell. This fourth generation family owned business is now one of the most recognized garden centers in the country. Stop by one of our four locations to learn why Al's is the first stop for Northwest gardeners. Capital Subaru knows the details matter to you, and that's why you chose a Subaru for their top safety ratings and well-earned reputation. 
Capital Subaru has the Valley's largest inventory of new and used vehicles, but we're so much more than just a great dealership. Check out some of our amazing relaxation spaces, like our Happy Heart Coffee Cart, the Outback Dog Park, or our fantastic Happy Paws Pet Store. It's all here at Capital Subaru, your place to expect the unexpected. Your way, every day, on the Parkway.